No, no, no. This is fine. Okay. I'm more so concerned about reading my notes. Oh, yeah. But maybe I shouldn't be concerned about that. This oh. is closed book, so... Oh, no. <laughs> You're in trouble already. You know so, how we're clearly reading when we do that stuff? That's, that's, we memorized how we sound when we're reading, and we memorized the whole entire script <laughs> each and every episode. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So it takes practice, but you'll get there at some point. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to Super Superstitious. The paranormal podcast where we talk about spooky stuff from a scientific perspective. Ooh, nailed it. I'm Wyatt. I'm Jake. And today... We are joined by a very special guest, the one and only friend of the show, Teresa. <laughs> hey. Hello, Teresa. Hello. How are you doing? I'm all right. How's life? It's pretty darn good. Well, Not going to lie. <laughs> this is boring already. God damn. <laughs> no drama. <laughs> no, it's cool. Thank you very much for being here. Yeah. Um, I guess we're the ones who are here, but yes, right. Thank yeah, you very much. thank you for coming <laughs> we, here. Yeah, yeah. Jake and I traveled close to two thousand miles to get here. Easily, <laughs> I would say. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, cars broke down. We had to walk. So that's why you're late. That's well, why yeah. we're late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, several days late. <laughs> uh, no, no. <laughs> Simply around the block, as it were, in a Western Mass, in the Pioneer Valley. We're so very much in Wyatt's old stopping grounds that we're currently in his living room. <laughs> the bones. Where you stopped the most, I understand. Oh, yes. I stopped a ton <laughs> right here. You can still see my footprints in the floorboards. <laughs> Mom will attest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's fun because I had only ever heard of this house through your stories of your haunting experiences way back in episode three. To that end, would you like to see something kind of cool before we get into it <laughs> yeah. with Teresa? Teresa, do you want to see something cool? You've already seen this thing anyway. Oh, so I'd like to see care. it, though. All right, one second. Thanks. We couldn't have gotten the actual sound of you actually walking. That wouldn't have worked. <laughs> so, what we have here... It's a manila envelope. A manila envelope. A full terrifying. Of. <laughs> full <Yeah>. of... <laughs> <laughs> this was in the walls. <laughs> this manila... <laughs> um, but here is... That is the note? The letter. Oh, wow. So when oh, you say cool. in the walls, how did you go about getting in the walls to find this? Oh, man. Have you seen me squish? <laughs> You know how rats can compress their rib cages to fit under anything their skull can fit under? Um, Let's maybe put it as it came out of the walls. Oh. And I do believe... It just wriggled out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's why it's in this bag. I believe the wall that was there is what you see here on the floor... See there, the the wood. Has oh been yes, yes, I do see different different done. floorboard wood. So that there was, was a sliding door partitioning. Okay. This portion of the room from that, it's now one large room. But the uh, former owners of the house took that thing down, and I believe that is where they found the letter because I can't see any evidence of walls being knocked down elsewhere. Maybe it was in the kitchen. The kitchen actually used to be uh, more compressed as well. Hmm. Anyway, September seventh, eighteen eighties. Is it Malden, Mass? The rest from could be. I'll give you until the first of October October to tell me where you have put my mother. Hmm. If (laughs) if you do not comply Comply. with my request, you will regret it. Oh my God! It's worse than I remember. (laughs) Yeah, if you do not, that was a whole sentence that we did not. If you do not comply with my request, you will regret it. A word to the wise is sufficient. Yours truly, nobody. This <laughs> just says yours truly. That's how it ends. Wow, that is really interesting. Maybe their name was Truly. Um, <laughs> yeah, wow. Could have been. <laughs> uh, is it Theo Barry? 
Is it addressed to Theo Barry? Oh, Mrs. Barry. Mrs. Barry, I'm sorry. Just yeah. Theo. All right. Who was the wife of <laughs> Mr. This John gentleman, Barry. Mr. John Barry, who has a very Victorian era looking face. <laughs> I right, so in the front it says Mrs. John Barry. There we go. Extremely Victorian era looking face. <laughs> I have no fun. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> yeah, there's like an etching, I guess, of him. In the paper from the day, and he was known for the Barney and Barry Winchester skates. Look hmm. at my skates. Those look really oh, they're the kinds that you just attach you to the bottom of your step shoes. Into it. Yeah. yeah. You can for folks at home, you can kind of imagine one of those uh foot size calibrating devices they use to <laughs> figure out what size shoe you should wear when you're a little kid. <laughs> and then a blade on the and bottom then just of just a blade on the bottom <laughs> of it. Um is pretty much what they had invented. <laughs> is this related to the Barney estate? Yes, Barney uh, and Barry. So Barney of Springfield fame um was Barry's buddy and it was a very alliterative time. And so did um he? He made out a lot better. <laughs> Obviously, he had the whole Forest Park estate. Right. Um, so sorry? did he live here? or Barry lived here. Ah, okay. So his co-conspirator in the skate business um, was able to have this house made. Wow. Which is extremely modest compared to the Barney estate, mm-hmm. for oh, which yeah. only a carriage house remains. The carriage house itself is larger yes. than this building. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. It was like a huge mansion on a huge property which is now springfield's main park mm-hmm. i don't know what you would call it it's huge but Very he gave cool. it to the city for like a dollar jeez which back in the day was like a million dollars so easily basically <laughs> sold it well there's some very cool history and some fun tying back into some of the uh, the older days of this podcast yes we're talking about some other history today is my understanding indeed but not springfield history no not at all <laughs> history of some place called italia why i don't know what that word means can you translate that one? <laughs> you tell us what. <laughs> so, uh, I've been studying Italian for about 11 years now, which is kind of so crazy. Cool. Yeah, um, really. So, in my Italian class, we begin reading this story called Il Colombre, mm. which um, is written by Dino Buzzati. Mm. Um, he's a famous writer from the 60s, and he is now my favorite Italian writer, which I don't have many favorite writers but <laughs> that's cool <laughs> every story i've read by him i'm like oh my god this is wild <laughs> i've heard he mainly writes erotic fiction for grocery stores <laughs> oh uh mm. <laughs> is that a different bootsati uh it could be okay i will not comment on that <laughs> oh i'm sorry that was dino bootsati in this case <laughs> i was wrong <laughs> carry on carry on i just had to look it up <laughs> so um i wasn't sure if il colombre was something that was you know folklore from it in italy mm. um but for the most part i think it's a it's a creature that was invented Ooh. by this this italian writer and apparently he talks about lots of different creatures across all his stories mm. so now i've got homework to do <laughs> <laughs> that's fine that's cool what can you tell us about him so this creature in particular um so it's kind of a fisherman's sailor's tale mm-hmm. it's a sea monster mm-hmm. um he resembles a shark Ooh. So, resembles a shark. <laughs> <laughs> is the approximate size of a shark, no, what, and also what? the shape of your average shark. <laughs> he has many teeth. <laughs> he come does. In rows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also envisioning this creature to be something like a shark of the street, a street shark, if you will. Street shark with very large flexing muscles, <laughs> biceps, arms, hands. <laughs> 
Which oh. is like a shark. Right. <laughs> okay, so maybe he's more like a shark than <laughs> than All I right. described. But yeah, you're Let's right. Huge mouth, big teeth, rows and rows of teeth. Okay. Um, he constantly opens and closes his mouth. Okay. That's something he does. You guys ever play that Sounds game, like uh, Shark Bite, I think it was called? Maybe? <laughs> yes, I had Shark Bite. Oh, yeah, you had the electronic <laughs> shark, shark attack that goes or whatever. up and down. It goes around the board and you oh, try eat your fish pieces if you're in the wrong place <laughs> at the wrong time. That game was friggin' fantastic. There were some really good game, board games back then. Like yeah. Nice. It was what like diesel powered, games? but it was really good. Yeah, it was. It was diesel powered. <laughs> Puts off that ozone smell. It's like those old train kits. You ever had those old train sets? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> the smell they would put off. Even at the time, my little like childhood brain was like... There's a lot of ionizing happening right now. This can't be good. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever combine the train set with the uh, shark attack game? I did not. <laughs> Sounds like the ultimate in entertainment. It was. It was like a sci-fi original anyway. <laughs> So imagine that. Yeah. So it's, it's a train shark with biceps so far. <laughs> so in particular, this this shark, this beast in the waters. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he chooses a victim mm-hmm. and he follows his victim throughout his whole life until he devours him. Ooh. Wow. It's kind of like... Uh, so this could be 15 minutes. It could be. If, if it's for the rest of the person's life until they're eaten by the monster, <laughs> it's really whatever he decides. Right, right. And uh, <laughs> only the person who's, being, who's been chosen can see them. Ooh. Other ooh. than... And, and also family that share the same blood. Wow. So this reminds me of recent horror films that I've not seen. Hmm. <laughs> but it sure <laughs> oh. reminds you of them. <laughs> well, there's one called It Follows or something like that, right? Yes. Some people you, get followed by a thing. You have to see it. That's correct. People do get followed by a thing. And <laughs> uh, and only the person being followed or who have been followed before can see it. So, yeah. Similar. How does it transfer from one person to the next? Fucking. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's a gonorrhea story. Oh. <laughs> it's a fantastic movie. You need to see it. Okay. Wow. Have you not seen it? No, I haven't. Oh, man. It's really good. It's, um, the cinematography is fantastic. The mood of the whole thing is just really dark. It's um, it's all set in Detroit, so mm. it has this kind of post-apocalyptic mm. feel just from where in the city it was shot, mm-hmm. and it's very tense and very cool, and it's it's neat. It sounds like a crazy concept as far as you have sex with someone, and then the curse is passed on to them, but it's uh, it's quite cool. And hey, why not? Yeah. Are they going to show it in sex ed class? I hope so. Should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That would scare me. That would work. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Having sex gives you a curse that kills you? <laughs> That's the worst. Unless, but unless you have sex with someone else and it passes on to them. So it's oh, it's, it's not the most useful lesson for oh. a sex ed class, I guess. Yeah, not it's so like, much. Oh, you just have to Pay give it away. Have sex with the wrong person. Yeah, yeah exactly. Pay it forward. No, no. I think that was the working title for the movie. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, it never happened. Um, okay, so it follows... The person, only the person and their family. Not the family. No, can the blood. It doesn't the follow the line? family. It follows the, his victim. But they can see it, I mean. Yeah, they can see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. not followed, though. Right. Okay. So in the particular story, um, so there is a captain of a boat, and he brings his son on board for his first voyage, because his son was pretty young at the time, and finally brings him on his first voyage. And so... This is when mm. he sees Il Colombre for the first mm. time, but he oh, doesn't shit. he doesn't know what it is. And as he's trying to describe what's going on, his father's like, "What are you talking about? I don't I don't see anything there." What? Oh, is it not actually his father? Well, we there was some 
<laughs> yeah, we're not quite sure. It's not quite clear, to mm. be honest. There's a little bit... Some ambiguity. Yeah, there. yeah. Okay. But um, the way that his son describes it to him, he's like, oh, no, I'm pretty sure that this is il colombre and mm-hmm. you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> sorry dude sorry, sorry. <laughs> there's nothing for it now I guess you don't have to finish that scholarship application after all right <laughs> this fishing trip dad can you just it. take me back to shore no nope this is no no this is your fate now <laughs> I'm not gonna let this get in the way of my day <laughs> I got all this fishing to do <laughs> so his father realizes what's happening and mm-hmm. decides okay you can't come on any fishing trips anymore sorry oh, which is very heart crushing for yeah. for them because they're a family of mm. of mariners and this was supposed to be his, like their their legacy yeah um so he brings his son off sh- you know back to shore and he puts him in some school in the middle of land and just as far away from the sea as possible is the thing water bound yes okay that's helpful made the, made the right choices it sounds like as far right. as trying to protect them <laughs> although i'm sensing a piranha twist <laughs> do you remember this movie piranha or piranha 3d <laughs> d standing for dead <laughs> um i think just piranha okay and i think i actually haven't seen it all the way through but i do remember watching a scene when i was a little kid and it scared me kind of badly <laughs> as bad of a movie as it is because people were swimming in a pool Somehow, and for some reason, connected to the sewer system, I guess. Oh, God. <laughs> because <laughs> they were safe and sound, they thought, until a piranha monster thing swam up through the pipes. Oh, boy. And began <laughs> eating. This sounds familiar. And I probably tried to block it out of my Maybe memory. Maybe we all watch this together. Oh, no. <laughs> Anyhow, go on. He's in land. He's in some conservatory learning and, you know, having a great time, meets a lot of friends. He kind of forgets about this whole uh, thing a little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit, because mm-hmm. there's always this, you know, in the very back of his mind, this, hey, what about that, uh, you know, that demon fish at sea that I saw that <laughs> no one notice. else saw yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that just Probably kept nothing. coming after me. <laughs> so he, he slowly, but kind of and secretly has this kind of obsession with it. Mm. He he never forgets about it. He'll wake up in the middle of the night like, oh, ooh, il colombre, <laughs> my colombre. Oh, like he comes kind of, his. Yeah, it's like shut up, boy. <laughs> There's no time for that. <laughs> but I had to. <laughs> you ever stop a sneeze, your head explodes. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> when that happens. <laughs> Go on. Um. So yeah, he has this this quiet obsession that is creeping up in his mind throughout his whole mm. all his studies. Um, I mean, eventually he still is living a normal life. He gets a really good job. He's making you know pretty good salary. He's he's doing what everyone wants to do, but he still can't shake this feeling. This, uh, mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that the end of the story? No. <laughs> I I, well, I don't know how much I should tell about this story. And, oh, oh no, as much as you go, want. We have, go off. We, got, okay. uh, we have as much go time off. as you have yeah. until you have your heart out. Exactly. And then <laughs> oh. <laughs> so anyhow, he's living his best life, having a good time. Not being eaten by any Columbres. Yeah, not nope. getting eaten, not even by thinking. One, but a single Columbre. Not even one. <laughs> so eventually, his father passes away, Uh-oh. which is very sad. So he go, he comes home, which is near the shore. Ah, uh, he has to return home. Yes, indeed. For the for the ceremonies. 
does he plan to return home for good or is he just going to dip well, into that's doubt? the thing this this brought on those those feelings of wanting mm-hmm. to be a mariner and wanting mm-hmm. to continue the legacy mm-hmm. but i think even more strongly was this connection to his colombre mm. this obsession he has to see it again yes it's almost like it's his white whale <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say it's kind of like smoking crack for the first time <laughs> 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 Basically those two things Yeah I can't think of Any other way to describe right, it right, A terrifying thrill You just have to have He's chasing the dragon <laughs> One more time <laughs> um, Okay yeah So he has to see this thing mm-hmm. By this point is he married No he did not marry Does mm-hmm. he have like A job He's got his own job Yeah, yeah. A good, Well paying job he said Doing well, well. Job. That's Lots right. of friends well. Yep All right. Life is good mm. Except for this This obsession. little thing <laughs> <laughs> So he returns home. He talks to his mother. He's like, you know, Ma, I really feel like I need to be this sailor again. I kind of <laughs> miss it. I had that one voyage. And then I went off to school and she was like, yeah, what's the matter you? No, I'm kidding. What's the matter you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was interesting to find out. The mother never knew the story. Oh. oh. Does he tell her? He does not tell mm. her. Does she see it? She, uh, Who, Who knows? knows? She Shut up, Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> well, what's the ending? <laughs> yeah. How does it end? Who was in it? So the father never what's told the, the mother episode? and just sent him off to school. It was like, mm. this is what he's going to do. Right, right. So the mother, I think, thought that it was the, the son's decision to not follow mm. the legacy. So she was all on board. Like, oh, good. This is awesome. Finally. Yeah. Sick of fish. Yeah. Sick of fish. <laughs> not making any money. Right. So he decides he he got a small fortune from, you know, his father's passing. Uh. His mother had sold the boat that they used to have, but he ended up buying a new boat and he got a crew together and got got back on the sea and um, he was sailing on the sea. (laughs) Like you do. (laughs) Typically. Uh. (laughs) I've only managed to drive on the sea a few times. (laughs) Right. It was very brief. (laughs) They told me afterwards it was just momentum from, <laughs> from land. As you sunk into the water. Yes. <laughs> it was interesting how you managed to get up to 500 miles per hour before you hit the water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's good for a while. That's how I can fit into the walls now is because I'm <laughs> very flattened out. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So anyhow. He's driving. <laughs> <laughs> driving on the sea. And uh, Il Colombre makes his first appearance. Go for your second, technically. In the in the distance, oh. in the wake of the boat, mm. up and down, undulating on the sea. Spooky. And uh, a, little, a little bit. Sexy, he doesn't. Actually. He doesn't tell the crew. He doesn't tell the crew Riving about it. In the waves. <laughs> Go on. He doesn't tell. It. He sees it, but he's like, Mm-mm-mm. right. I'm not gonna tell these boys. <laughs> this is for me. This at is least mine. <laughs> at least not directly. He will. <laughs> They're like, why are you being your pants, Captain? <laughs> Basically. No, no big deal. And uh, I forget the exact words that he asks, but he does end up asking the crew, like, oh, so, you know, you see anything out there? Is there anything that looks odd Mm. to you? And they're like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. You're crazy. Oh, what do you see? Like, Colombre out there? They say that to (laughs) They did. They did. And then what was kind of funny is in in Italy, the superstition. So we have uh, knock on wood. Right. They touch iron. Oh. So if there's iron around, they touch it. That's cool. And if there's no iron, they touch their balls. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wish we had a similar backup <laughs> no, in no. our culture. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> I don't know if modern Italians do that, but that's definitely like 
the old school that's what's done wow <laughs> so if you ever see it well it is Simon grabbing their balls like, famously oh. the next hardest substance <laughs> <Yeah>. ball meat <laughs> could maybe have worded that better <laughs> ball meat <laughs> I'm, just, I'm imagining going to the doctor now and they're just being like I'm sorry to tell you but you're ball meat <laughs> It's not hard enough. <laughs> it yeah. needs to be more like iron. It should be closer to an iron-like consistency. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> so anyhow, so they touch iron. <laughs> well, yeah, just okay, to, they all, they're all like, yeah. yeah okay, they're, right. They're, right. All, they're making a joke about Il Colombre, but on, a, <laughs> on another also, level, they're like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, yeah, don't want to jinx ourselves here. Right. So okay. he, so he asked, like, oh, what do you, yeah, oh, yeah. what's the deal there? And, uh. They basically said the same thing that his father said, like, this is an unforgiving beast, unrelenting. It will follow you forever for your mm-hmm. whole life. Like, if you're actually seeing this, you're in trouble, buddy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's like, but I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Interestingly, yeah, it's there's, there's wow. this connection. It's almost like not a friend. It's like his nemesis, but he also feels like... The soul, the soul bound. Yeah, like a sensation. loyalty to it. Yeah, yeah. Like, like frenemies, I guess. Frenemies, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. It's like the yin and yang, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he uh, he sees his colombre. He talks to the crew, but he doesn't necessarily let on that that's what he sees. Mm-hmm. Um, but he understands that, okay, yeah, this is, this is totally a thing. This is not something my dad just told me about. Mm-hmm. Um, so he ends up evading Il Colombre for most of his fishing career. And yeah. it gets what does he do? As far as his technique, or <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah, <laughs> so real fast. He's just so real fast. <laughs> yeah, he's the so, fastest. So fast. <laughs> but uh, he was a curious character because he kept sailing and you know fishing, and he was making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But he always had to go out on the sea. He mm-hmm. never felt like oh, I'm ready to retire. I'll give this to someone else to do. Start right. my own like fishing company or something. Right. Yes. And it, he, it just didn't makes sense to everyone it's like he didn't have enough money he just right. but he had plenty of money but he kept going out there so he's rich <laughs> so he's rich he's on the seas doesn't need to work but he's on the seas and eventually he gets to about 50 years old and this is way back in the day so that's like a thousand years old now. <laughs> right and he's like you know what i haven't done yet i haven't tried water skiing behind my boat <laughs> yeah. actually yeah exactly exactly yeah Today, could you guys just leave me in the water for like 45 <laughs> minutes or so? I'm going to just tread Circle water. Circle back. Yeah. yeah. First, <laughs> would you mind just cutting my leg open really quick? Um, Similarly, actually. He, uh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so he realizes like, okay, this is this is pretty much the end. I'm, I'm ready to die. He makes this decision. So he calls his first mate and he tells him, he's like, uh, you know, I don't want you to disobey me. This is my order. I have Il Colombre following me. And I need to face him. Now mm. is my time. Mm-hmm. I need you to get me a rowboat and a harpoon, and I'm Ooh. going out on my own. You oh know, boy. captain's orders. This is what he does. Gets in this little boat. Wow. Has his harpoon ready. Sails towards Il Colombre. Well, rows at this point. Drives really. Right, right. <laughs> he drives. <laughs> starts driving. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, eventually, Il Colombre comes out of the water. Oh shit. He raises his harpoon, mm-hmm. ready, and Il Colombre says, oh, uh, what are you doing? Dude, <laughs> yeah. Dude. Come on. <laughs> I thought we were friends. <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, his name is Stefano, the, the mm-hmm. victim. Is very confused, obviously. He's like, oh, this was I our... I was confronting death, bro. Right, right. This is our moment. I was going to either get you or you get me. This is right. how it goes, right? It's right, yeah. <laughs> so Il Colombre says, dude, you've been making me follow you for my entire life. You made my life miserable. What? <laughs> All I have to do is give you this. <gasps> I have something from... Uh, I forget his name. The king of the the sea. The, sea. <laughs> the king of the sea told Il Colombre. I believe is his name. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and uh, he gives him this pearl mm. to give to Stefano. We don't know why. That the story never lets on why it was for him. Mm. But Il Colombre's pissed. He spent <laughs> Dude, fifty years. Been 50, well, <laughs> because Stefano famously right. was first brought on the ship and told his dad about this creature when he was <laughs> zero years zero old. Years old. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but I know what you're saying. Yes. I am, as they say, giving you shit. <laughs> so at this point, El Colombre is like, you know what? Actually, yeah, I am going to kill you. I'm pissed yeah. off. Yeah. Yes. You know what? We eat this pearl and you. Yes. <laughs> that is what happens? No. So, no. So he tells him this pearl is supposed to bring you fortune. Oh, man. Bring you love good luck like basically make your life perfect mm. and all he had this was the colombo's only job this big scary terrifying beast mm-hmm. that follows people was only to give this little pearl oh i like this <laughs> yeah. yeah go yeah. on and so stefano is just taken <gasps> aback right. like oh my god like I did make your life miserable and my life miserable mm-hmm. by resisting, mm-hmm. resisting confrontation. Yeah, that's cool. And then they hugged. They did not hug, huh. and it killed them. The story doesn't tell you what happened to them, the two of them, from there. But instead, Just freeze frame and then fade to black. <laughs> I would imagine the photograph, and then it becomes sepia tone and lands on the desk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 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 a distinct possibility yes <laughs> but no instead you're kind of like left to you know imagine what may have ensued after that um but eventually this little boat ends up washing ashore empty kind of all you see is the skeleton of stefano holding Ooh. a little round stone hmm. uh, so did it all happen in his mind <laughs> potentially did he go did crazy <laughs> diet <C. laughs> transmit the whole story to someone else to, to know what had happened while he was out there <laughs> scrawled it on the rock yeah right. <laughs> um this is the pearl that el colombo gave me okay i'm gonna be dead here now <laughs> that was so, exactly so i imagine he just he didn't bother rowing back to his crew he mm. just was left left adrift Mm-hmm. And probably accepted his fate that he had wasted his life, mm-hmm. wasted Il Colombre's life. And is the skeleton actually holding a pearl or a stone? They say it's a stone. See, mm-hmm. I like that because that interesting? the skeleton and the stone both kind of, for me, feel like the um, representation of the very material base of, say, a pearl or say, mm-hmm. a human mm-hmm. experience where his confrontation of the frightening thing that actually conceals the truer, richer experience of life. Mm. Once he finally does, he has 
spiritually transcended his own narrative mm. and now all that remains of himself or the revelation is something that people can't access right you can't have that because it's only his experience it's a right. person you know spiritual transcendence is personal right and so now it's like well what's oh he just died at sea right uh-huh mm-hmm. yeah yeah still clutching the stone yeah like the cool. stone was in his skeletal hand wow well clearly he must have had some tendons still (laughs) could have run that badly like whoops right that's true (laughs) that's cool yeah that's very cool cool. wild i believe shortly after they found him in the boat the famous blob monster (laughs) washed up on shore (laughs) in america (laughs) (laughs) which was the remnants of (laughs) yes so that's sweet yeah 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 pretty Pretty wild um thank you so much for sharing yeah yeah do you know if any other has the has il colombre permeated throughout italian culture beyond this story or is it that's what i'm not of, sure about any is it one major legend story yeah any italians that i've talked to friends of mine that this is the first time they heard of il yeah, Colombre. interesting I, okay did you write this story no okay. <laughs> <laughs> i is wish oh my good. god very good. if i did i don't know <laughs> Um, what is interesting at the very end of the story is that they do um, say a couple of different names. So I don't know if this is true or whether this was, you know, the writer kind of elaborating. Mm-hmm. Um, but it goes by other names: <clears throat> Colomber, Calombra, Calonga, Calubalu, mm. Cholungra. So I don't know if those ring a bell. I recognize <laughs> none of them. None <laughs> of them. <laughs> um, that's interesting. Yeah. Would you care to read us a short passage in Italian? In Italian. I see Ooh, you have them here. I do. For all zero of our Italian listeners, this would be very, very useful. Yeah, <laughs> I think we had one or two for a second there. They were like, oh. I can, I can read you the, the last. This is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is the, the very last segment of, of the story of Il Colombre by Dino Buzzati. Um, okay. Il Colombre è un pesce di grandi dimensioni, spaventoso a vedersi, estremamente raro, a seconda dei mari e delle gente che ne abitano le rive, viene anche chiamato Colombre, Colombra, Calonga, Calubalu, Cialungra. Calubalu gets better every time you hear it. <laughs> I naturalisti stranamente lo ignorano qualcuno perfino sostiene che non esiste mm-hmm. thank you very much Teresa. <laughs> yeah. thank you i didn't understand it quite as well as when you were doing it in english <laughs> <laughs> you don't say <laughs> no, i just did it's funny the, this story <laughs> reminds me of a much uh, longer and Italian version of um, <laughs> from the uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. Ooh. There was one mm. particular one where this horrible creature was like flying, like floating in the air and mm. following this guy, and he mm-hmm. was getting really freaked out and running. And, and finally, they reaches out this big tendril and then like taps him on the shoulder, and he freaks out. And it's right there. He turns around and the thing's like, "Are you okay? Like, you looked really freaked out. I wanted to make sure <gasps> oh. you're all right." Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. I remember that. I remember the ink drawing more than anything. The, oh, all the drawings were truly horrible. Dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever have these books, Teresa? No, I did not. Let me show you one. Oh goodness. The drawings were yeah. I mean, this it was um a pretty great the collections of stories that this author I can't remember the author either. 
this is this is a great summary so far. Mm. Uh, but they were uh, <laughs> he did a lot of research into different urban legends and things like that to get a sense of what kind of stuff culturally tends to scare people, what sorts mm. of stories, and then adapted that into his own kind of stories. Oh, wow. And these books were accompanied by these drawings that were just terrible. I want to tell you the backstory on this one before you see the image, because when I was a kid, you read the story. Everyone out there probably knows these books, but if you don't, Jake just summarized them, I think. And the movie just came out. Um, yes. The, oh. uh, Del Toro, I don't know if he directed or if he just produced. I but think he mm. produced. Yeah. But yeah, you know it must be good if he's in mm. there because yeah. he always likes the spooky shit. But various short stories, very spooky. Illustrations, super horrifying. So there's a tale <laughs> about, I don't exactly remember the details, but this bride winds up either locked away or something, abandoned somehow, and trapped in a room. And we find her only later. And this is the image that goes with it. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no good. Oh. No good at all. Oh. <laughs> and now just be six years old or something when oh you see God. that. Oh, my God. I was like, <laughs> and what's interesting, I, I really don't have a stomach for horror. And uh, yeah. I mean, once this upon a time, podcast, I did. Because we're terrified by everything scary. <laughs> I'm scared of But looking at it, it's like, I do recognize these these uh, illustrations. and Yeah. Being strangely drawn oh. to them, even though they're, they're terrifying. Yeah, they're quite well done. Ooh, that's awesome. Some friends and I. Ooh, yeah. Oh Trump, yeah. I think. Oh yeah. Boy. That's amazing. Some friends and I went ooh, to. Uh, there it is, right? Th- oh, sorry, it was there a second ago. Oh. Uh, this <laughs> thing, right? That thing right there. Oh that's yeah, the, that's the, the flying creature thing that taps oh. the guy on the shoulder. So it's really creepy. But then it's just like, oh, I just. Uh, I was <laughs> really worried okay, about you. Yeah. <laughs> the thing was the scariest one. I thought mm. that story was so spooky. I think the illustrations were enough to make me like, no, all set. Yeah, I see them in the library at my school. People are like, oh, like daring each other to read them and stuff. I'm like, eh, no, I'm just going to go over here to read the encyclopedia again. <laughs> I will admit that when I'm house sitting for Wyatt's family, when I'm here, a it, spooky. it is a little spooky. And I have like, I can't go in the basement if it's like after six o'clock. Like once the sun's gone down, I'm like, no, I'm done. I was hour. just telling Wyatt in a recent episode, a recently recorded episode that house sitting can be really spooky. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. creepy. Yeah. yeah. Especially because I've heard the stories. Yeah, so you know this place is super haunted, and there's yes. a dead lady's um, like body in the wall somewhere. So yes. it makes sense that it'd be a little bit creepier here. For folks at home, Jake did just look around the room, <laughs> sort was, of pantomiming, <laughs> seeking out the perfect location. <laughs> was it pantomiming? He's anything? actually sitting in the wall. It's oh you my god, you're right. I you. am where the wall was. <laughs> this is yeah, because you this see is, some legs poking out. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's really the attic, I think, is the spooky spot. Oh, yeah. We okay. could even go up there and yeah, we'll do a little, uh, little little house tour. tour. After, yeah. yeah, yeah. Every time I walk by that door, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I know, it's spooky. I will, you know, sometimes. So I will stay in Wyatt's old room, and I'll walk down the stairs. I'll come down the down hallway, and I'll go back up the other stairs. Mm-hmm. If I have to use the bathroom up there, <laughs> oh, like, you don't take the hallway. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I gotta take the hallway it now. Is, <laughs> it is a creepy hallway. It, it is. is at night, especially. It's mm-hmm. it's. You feel very uh, constricted. By yeah, it. I'm uh, strangely uh, comforted to hear the reggaeton in the in the distance. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, there's people around. There's <laughs> other things happening. I'm right. not not alone. Right. You have been sucked into the house's vortex. <laughs> right. Right. Now, what you do find that the hallway feels less constricting now that you're so able to compress yourself. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I pretty much. The slightest draft will pull me straight down to the bathroom. <laughs> the key is flushing the toilet is now dangerous. 
because <laughs> I get stuck very quickly to the surface of water. <laughs> <laughs> and down I go. <laughs> I've returned. <laughs> now that you've returned, I uh, I also noticed, even though we've driven all this way down, down and over to uh, Springfield, the wheels, the coin, they followed us somehow. Do you think it's time for a segment of... Uh, much like Il Colombre, I did not want to mention this. Yeah. But I see them too. I just see you grabbing your balls a lot this whole entire time. That's not didn't anything out of the ordinary, yeah. though. <laughs> you think it's time for a segment of uh, Shadowlands Roulette? So, for listeners who are unfamiliar, and for Teresa, yes. who is also unfamiliar, yeah, do tell. This is a segment we do. There's a an ancient website from the uh, what 1994, I think, all the way back. Uh, <laughs> the Shadowlands.net, full of spooky stories of hauntings all across the country, and in fact, the world. The very scariest. They are broken into those two categories, and based on those categories, we have either built or summoned or just were visited by these two, and perpetually are revisited. Yeah, two. Large prices, right? Wheels, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> I always want to say wheel of fortune wheels. Yeah. It could also um, be other kinds of wheels that spin vertically too. I don't know. Vertical uh, wheel. <laughs> imagine a water wheel, but with bones and skin and blood. <laughs> but they uh, they indicate it. it is the dreaded wheel of states and the repulsive wheel of other countries, both of which determine where we'll be reading a story from. To de- decide which of these two wheels we spin. We flip the this giant coin. pulsating coin you see here. You'll notice it looks something like sort of like a manhole cover by this point because it continues to grow. Ooh. And I'm sure you'll also notice that it is largely made out of meat. <laughs> but it's pretty is cohesive. It, is it ball meat? No? Yes? I don't know. It doesn't feel that hard, so I don't <laughs> okay. think so. Not quite. Yeah. yeah. But Not quite iron-like, but... Uh, <laughs> Jake and I will go first because... We're kind of enthralled. <laughs> okay. But then, if you're willing and feeling... If your soul feels safe enough to you, then uh, you could give it a shot, too, if you'd yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> so you can see how we do, and then we'll uh, right. curse slash invite you to play. <laughs> right. So, okay. Uh, Should I uh, flip the coin first? And yeah, here you go. Spin? Uh, oh, here you yeah, go. Take it, thank you. And just give it a flip here. Uh, okay. Ooh. Slap good flip. On. And... <laughs> <laughs> the repulsive wheel, wheel of other, other countries. countries. Oh. oh, God. Okay. And uh, so. You want to climb on up there? Yeah, I guess I'll also climb up there. And, uh, I'll just hand you my mic. Yep. And, uh, give it. Uh, you take, okay. You have. <laughs> oh, mics now. You have two or three mics now. Oh. <laughs> so greedy. Please give me the mic. Oh, no. I have all three mics now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not wearing headphones today. <laughs> I have no. <laughs> Thank you. It's going. It's going. So and it's stopped. All right. We have landed on Poland. Poland. All right. Well, I guess I'll be reading a story from Poland. And there are no stories in <laughs> Poland. Oh, no. We better go get this Jan is, down the street. This is Oh, I, this is a strange moment. Yeah, <laughs> we may have to go. <laughs> right. What do we do? Uh, we can say it was a different country, I guess. <laughs> Just recalculate. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let's do the next um, one down. Uh, Whatever's after Poland. Puerto Bro, Rico. Rico. Nice. <laughs> All right. Let's see how many stories there are in Puerto Rico. There's a handful here, and I landed on 
San Juan, old Ooh. Condado Beach Hotel and Casino. Ooh, frightening. This was a very old structure built at the turn of the century by Vanderbilt and now closed. Employees working at the night shift always were spooked when around the area of the service elevator on the sixth floor. Security personnel, when bumping into room service or housekeeping employees, always used to scare each other on this floor. Something that never happened on other floors. This being... (laughs) This being that, as soon as you stepped on this floor, you felt the strangest overpowering feeling you have ever experienced. <laughs> it was a combination of sadness and evil all together in one. This is because of the hauntings of the lady in white. It was said that she was a relative of one of the victims of the DuPont Plaza fire and could not take the tragic death of a loved one in that fire and threw herself down the shaft of the service elevator of the Condado Beach. Employees would either encounter the lady in white in the rooms or walking down in the hallways. And when not seen, you would be able to feel her presence or smell a lady's perfume in the area. Oh, man. The dangling modifier in that last sentence. Anyway, (laughs) that was truly terrifying. Terrifying. (laughs) Well, should I pass this coin off to you? I think it's already wriggled over to you anyway, so I guess it's ready for you. Right. And actually, we've broken the rule because whoever flips the coin... Well, the thing is, it's never been a rule. It's just how we've done it. And because oh. there are three of us, it's kind of hard to determine who flips for whom. So I think we'll we do it for ourselves. We'll seal our today. Yep. So be it. So be it. <laughs> Allow me to flip this thing. I don't want to hold on to it for too long. <laughs> Ugh. Repulsive wheel of other countries. Again. Again. All right. Well, I've already warmed it up for you, so... Let's take this mic from you. Why are you giving that to me? <laughs> okay. Now I have two of three mics. <laughs> All right. <laughs> go ahead and uh, go. Just go all the way over there. Dude. Oh. <laughs> two words sounds like <laughs> dreaded wheel. <laughs> oh, very nice spin. Very nice spin. It's going, and it has... Finland. Ah. All right. Well, let me see here. I'm wrapped up in my own wires now. There we go. Not many stories. (laughs) I will read perhaps both of them. All right. They're both very short. uh, Dare we take so much from the Shadowlands in one sentence? Well, one is one sentence, and the other one is three sentences. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Let's just burn through Finland. Aha, land. (laughs) Castle home. Catherine, one of the wives of the Swedish king Gustav Vasa, is haunting the castle looking for her lost silver. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's all. Sorry, okay. Pretty chilling. (laughs) In fact, frightening enough, I almost don't feel like I need to read the second one, but I will. (laughs) Turku, Swedish theater of Turku. On several occasions, a woman dressed in white appears for late workers. She never responds to speech and never makes a sound. Her presence can be felt especially in the older parts of the house, dating back to 19th century. Some sources suggest she was an actress who fell in love with the theater and decided to stay for good. Pretty frightening. (laughs) There was an ellipsis built in. Oh, wow. <laughs> to emphasize the pause. Good God. Well, that was one of the most terrifying tales I've ever heard on the Shadowlands. So. Honestly, the scariest yet. Yeah. Teresa, would you care to... Flip this 
big, this big meaty, old coin. dangerous heavy coin. <laughs> yep. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Let me get that coin. Uh, oh, 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 boy. Some heft to this. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Very good nice. flip. <laughs> First try, even. What did it land on, Teresa? The dreaded wheel of states. Oh, boy. I'm so sorry. Well, I'll take your mic as you climb okay. up there. All right. You'll have to sort of climb up onto the wheel and then <laughs> use your your own body weight to sort of pull it to start it spinning, which is what we've... Oh, wow. Very good spin. Very Ooh, good spin. It was a very good spin. Damn. Oh, the fastest I've ever seen it spin. Jesus Christ. Holy shit. Wow. Still, still going. It's still, yep. Seems to be going even faster it's, Yeah, now. okay. It's, it's speeding up. Okay. Oh, it just abruptly just, stopped. Yes, okay. On Indiana, looks oh, like. Indiana, huh. Yeah. All right. Fort Wayne. Devil's Hollow. Cedar Canyon Road. There is a bridge near the hollow. There have been many stories like a headless horseman. Boyfriend and girlfriend died when a motorcycle goes over the bridge. Hangins. Hangins. (laughs) (laughs) But here is the real story of it. Oh. A woman lived in a house up on a hill by herself. Already creepy. Can't Mm. do that. Nope. I'm still (laughs) most afraid of (laughs) hangins. This old woman would speak. You laugh at a time like this, Teresa. <laughs> Carry on with your scary story. I'm too scared thinking about a headless horse boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> Dying in a car crash from hanging. <laughs> That's my understanding of the, the story so far. Yes. Going <laughs> on a hill. So this old woman would speak to a friend about how there was kids that would break stuff on her property, sneak up to the windows and look in, and overall harass her. They would tell people. Genuinely thought that was the end of the story for a second there. <laughs> it nope, couldn't wait, get wait, any there's more. more. <laughs> what? <laughs> there's a lot more. I'm only halfway through. Jesus. <laughs> uh, they would tell people she was a witch. One night in the early 80s, these teens set her house on fire. Jesus Christ. And wouldn't let her out of it. Whoa. That's horrible. 80s teens were really bad. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, look at any bullies in 80s movies. They're always like actually murderous like that. Right. So maybe, <laughs> there, maybe there was something to that. I don't know. Right. Yeah, based on true bullies. <laughs> the building stood for a while, but now all that stands is the chimney. People who go there for a spook show are run off by the ghost of this woman because she feels like they are no better than the teens that killed her. There was no new house built on her hill. After a few years, what was left of the house was caving in, and police were down invest- were down investigating the area, so the falling house was tore down and removed. <laughs> but they left the chimney. Mm. There's still a police investigation on this. Mm. The teens who did this has not been found. <laughs> He hasn't hope, found hope any of the day, teens? Hope, hopefully one day they will have found some. <laughs> I mean, at this point, they're no longer teenagers. That's a long, open case. <laughs> that's, well, that's the yeah. problem. They're still looking for teens. They also right. seem to know exactly what happened. <laughs> right. yeah, they know everything about what happened, but... They left <laughs> the chimney as a symbol. Yeah, or maybe that's like the last of the evidence they haven't actually finished investigating yet. <laughs> we're done with the rest of this house. Let's get rid of that. Let's leave the chimney until we're done looking at it. Right. Wow. A truly... Chilling, tale. terrifying story. Mm. Tr- Teresa, thank you for your bravery. You're welcome. It was tough. Not for lie. joining us in this segment of Shadowlands Roulette. This is awesome. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, 
plug your shit. I know you happen to maybe play certain instruments in a certain assemblage of oh. musicians. <laughs> oh yeah, um, my uh, I have a band. Uh, we're called Opal, and uh, we've been kind of on a, on a hiatus for quite a while. We were missing a guitarist, and we were missing a bass player, but we've recently acquired both of those, and we're uh, actually playing some bossa nova like tunes. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah, so at this point, it, it's very different than what we were playing before. So we're not really sure if we're going to change the name or not. So I see. Currently, Opal is not spelled like the stone. Correct. It is O P E L. Right. Right. All right. right. Yeah, so if you want to find Opal, while that name still is the name. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. But you can find us on Facebook. We're also opal.bandcamp.com. Um, we'll put some links in the description as well. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. Thank you. Yeah. Anything else you want to plug? Um. Really don't have Peace, love, and happiness. The country yeah. of Italy. The country of Italy. I do recommend. Do you visiting. offer Italian lessons for folks who want them? Um, actually, uh, I do meet with people once a month down at uh, La Fiorentina in Springfield, Mass. Cool. Right on Main Street, and we get together and we chat in Italian. We enjoy espresso. We have biscotti, and we just talk, just chat. It's important to express yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Oh my goodness. Um, well, very cool. We will link to all your shit. Nice. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. This was awesome. Now get the fuck out of here. Get out of my house. (laughs) My spooky house. Yeah. (laughs) Before the next thing happens or the show possibly ends or whatever is going on, I think... We should thank our patrons. I agree. Using the... Whatever it is, the pander. NC AAA machine yes. pander function. Yeah. Um, Patron appreciation neural dive for evaluation of risk, where we look at our patrons we appreciate, focus on them, and are able to find out through calculations from the machine which cryptid they are in danger of encountering. And with that in mind, Jake, do you want to kick us off today? I think I shall. Alrighty, so. Kellyanne of... Actually, I'm not going to specify where because I kind of feel like you're the only Kellyanne in that town. My mom of Maine. <laughs> Beware lest you cross paths with the Nandy Bear. I thought that was what she called you. <laughs> Nandy Bear. <laughs> the Nandy Bear is a cryptid reported from the highlands of western Kenya. Oh. I know how often you and dad are hanging around there, so this is particularly pertinent. Usually described as a shaggy, slope-backed predator reminiscent of a hyena, the nanny bear is described as a shaggy animal, very similar to a hyena. <laughs> it is... <laughs> what? <its> size... <laughs> yeah, uh, this is what the machine is telling me. Weird. Um, its size is consistently given as very high forward, 4 foot 3 inches to 4 foot 6 inches at the shoulder, nearly 5 feet high, about as high as a lion, and about 4 to 5 feet in height. Um... <laughs> And all reports, I'm glad to know. all reports note that its back slopes down from the shoulders like a hyena. The head is said to be notably large, with unusually large and powerful jaws and teeth, like a hyena, and a stumpy bear-like snout. The ears are sh- uh, small, very short, or small and rounded, and its tail is usually reported to be rather short and tufty or hairy, whilst the feet are said to be huge. It is frequently described as having four quarters, which were very thickly furred, as were all four legs, and the hindquarters were comparatively speaking smooth or bare, and legs which are very shaggy right down to the feet. The color of this fur is said to be tawny or gingery brown to dark brown. Scripture has led some folks to think that maybe it's just a brown hyena, uh, right. uh, since those are uh, look way different from your typical spotted hyena, but probably it is an unknown bear monster of East Africa, and in any case, keep your eyes peeled for it. And 
thank you very, very much for supporting us on Patreon. It sounds kind of like the honeycomb maniac. The honeycomb <laughs> monster. <laughs> it it kind of does, except for the um, the sloping back part. It's the only difference. Otherwise, it probably is the honeycomb maniac. I'm trying to figure out what his name was. Boy, I don't remember. Oh, my God. Its name was Crazy Craving. Ah, of course. Perhaps also known as Nandy Bear. Yes. Which I've read in other cases has been known to scream out, We want honey <laughs> So there you have it. Wyatt, would you, would you like to yes, take a look? Yes, I'm going to dive right in. All right. Oh, Martin. <laughs> my very own pop. Ah. Okay, well, Dad, I want to impress on you the importance of staying away from the... Ow! Ow! <laughs> oh, damn. You alright? The machine's working fine, I guess. The creature is called an ow-ow. <laughs> I don't know why the device decided to just cause my body and soul pain to get the name out like that, but anyway, uh, this is apparently a beast from Paraguayan mythology, which is weird, because one of my earliest childhood memories is of my dad <laughs> telling me how much he hates Paraguay and will never travel there under any circumstances. Well, this may be a good thing, then. I agree. Anyhow, do be on the lookout for a voracious sheep-like creature with a massive set of fangs. Easy enough, right? <laughs> Alternatively, it is also described as being a large carnivorous peccary. Oh. Its name is, is derived from the sound that it makes howling... Ow, ow, ow. When it is pursuing its victims. You know what pigs howl? Yeah. Bad news. It's the sole source of food, people. Oh, wow. So there you go, Dad. You help me to have life and to make me who I am today. And I remind you to avoid a man-eating sheep. So we're pretty much even. Sheep. And thank you for supporting the silly show and us. Pig, you mean? Um, is there any sheep? Sheep-like creature. Oh, okay. Alternatively described as a large carnivorous. Now, here's a question. Can only members of your family see the sheep pig monster when it's chasing you? That's a good question. We'll have to find out, I guess. Yeah, just fly over Paraguay from Look, safe, yeah. Take some binoculars and yes. peer down, see if there's something running at what, chasing after the 400 plane, miles an hour <laughs> yes. after the plane. Um, but yes, but yes thanks, thank thanks you to, all. I guess, specifically our parents <laughs> for supporting the show. Thanks, Jake's mom and my dad. <laughs> And fuck you, other parent. <laughs> just kidding. And that was but just yeah, uh, thank you guys very much. things. And, and, uh, yeah. Ooh. Ah. Yeah, mine just kind of snuck right into my head. I didn't even notice that at the end of the segment. <laughs> true. And um, yeah, so yeah. if you want to have your cryptid fortune told on the show, <laughs> you can support us at any level on Patreon. Patreon.com slash superduperstitious. Plus, it's already always linked in our description and most uh tiers of support you'll also be receiving uh much more tangible perks super cool stuff like uh outtakes that we curate and put together they were actually released on our main feed as a little example of those recently and also mini so which we have put an example of into our main feed before as well so uh yeah yeah that's Give what you're missing count. out on and also also stickers special stickers and released only to patrons merch upcoming oh yes so. well actually no by this point this is in october so it may already be out and check out the merch. Yeah, yep. at a certain point, you will also receive discounts for life on our merch. That's right, lifetime discount. That sounds pretty good. Mm -hmm. A lifetime of discount is more like <laughs> however long Dracula lives. The end. Yep. So anyway, uh, 
Thanks to Teresa. Uh, Thank glad you very much again. Glad she left just now, what he told her to do. Indeed. And uh, glad you all hung around with us, too. Thanks for yeah, listening. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, and thanks uh, for, uh, you know, reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, leaving us a nice five-star rating if you loved it, and not rating it at all if you didn't. That's right. I've also heard there's a way you can leave a six-star review if you leave a five-star review and then use what they call emojis. <laughs> yes. So do that <laughs> yep and uh thanks so much for joining us this week yeah we'll catch you again with some more october goodness next week see you there goodbye bye, bye.